Have you ever wondered why anyone drinks Malort? Or if there are actually lobsters in the Chicago River? Then listen to the Curious City podcast, where we answer all your questions about Chicago and the region. WBEZ's Curious City is part of the NPR network and available wherever you find your podcasts. Thousands are dead and thousands more injured in Turkey and Syria after a 7.8 magnitude earthquake. I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and this is Reset. The quake, aftershocks, and tremors have flattened buildings across hundreds of miles, and rescue efforts have been hampered by rain and freezing temperatures. It's the latest calamity for a region that's dealing with an ongoing refugee crisis, the Syrian civil war, and economic problems. A number of Chicago-based organizations are stepping up to provide humanitarian aid and other support. We are speaking to two of them to hear about their efforts. Dr. Zahir Salul is a Syrian-American doctor and the president and co-founder of MedGlobal. And Amina Demir is COO of Zakat Foundation of America. Amina, we'll start with you. I understand that you worked long into the night last night. What are you hearing from southern Turkey? So my family is based in um, Gaziantep, and the first call we received was from my aunt, um, who stated that her building literally threw her out of her bed, and then her and her family were able to evacuate, and they are currently sleeping in their vehicle. Wow. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's surreal discussing it. <laughs> uh, my father, who is the CEO of the Cat Foundation of America, um, I humbly follow his footsteps. <laughs> um, he flew out to Turkey last night. He landed this morning. Um He's a trooper. It does not do justice because I said, I was like, okay, how are you getting to Antep, Gaziantep? I was like, how are you getting to Gaziantep? And he's like, oh, he's like, I'm going to figure it out. And so he's at the he's at the Istanbul airport, the local hotel. Um, right now? Know, right now. Right now, yeah. Um, our representative is going to be driving to Ankara. He has a flight to Ankara. And then they'll be driving to Gaziantep and just assessing. That's really all they can do at the moment. Yeah, I was, I was going to ask you what specifically is your organization planning to do now on the yeah. ground, you know, in these first these first days are so crucial yeah, in a, after a quake. Mm-hmm. Um, at the moment, really, all we can do is assess. The good thing is we we had such um, an impactful uh, influence during the Syrian crisis. So majority of our efforts, uh, we have a Gaziantep office and an Istanbul office. Majority of our efforts already have the emergency relief kits, the hygiene kits, um, food distribution, warm meals. Okay. Um, the sustainability is going to take, that. that's going to take time and lots of international efforts as well. Yeah. Dr. Salul, what is the situation? Situation on the ground in Syria right now? Um, it is uh, beyond uh, catastrophic. Um, I mean, this is a major earthquake that only uh, that did not affect only southern Turkey. Major cities in southern Turkey, Gaziantep and uh, Hatay and Kilis and Adana, but also the northern part of Syria, uh, where 4.2 million people reside. Uh, half of them are displaced from other parts of Syria. Um, and many of the uh, apartments and the um, uh, houses that they live in uh, were that did not were not built to weather these kind of earthquakes. So many people have semi-collapsed buildings. Uh, the number of deaths inside Syria right now, confirmed death, is about um, 850, about a few thousand injured. But this number is expected to rise uh, quickly in the next uh, few hours, few days, as uh, the search and rescue operation continue to happen. People, there's no heavy machinery in, in northern Syria because of that 12 years of war. Okay. Uh, this is the last thing that they needed. You, know, you had a war for 12 years. You have a COVID pandemic. You have barrel bombs. You have attacks on hospitals by Russia and the Assad regime. You have chemical weapons used in the same area. You had cholera pandemic even a few months ago. 
and 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 the and, and the weather is very cold and now you have this major earthquake uh, people are traumatized our staff are traumatized uh, they are not able to even figure out what to do, to do in the next few hours they're looking for food they're looking for uh, water clean water they're not able to sleep in their homes some of them ir- ironically moved to the refugee camp um, inside Syria because it's safer to live mm-hmm. in a tent than in a building in Idlib city wow yeah i mean you you talk there about the the experience that the area has had with war and in the refugee crisis i read that some believe that the many you know so many buildings collapsed in part because of the fact that they were weakened by the airstrikes yes. in recent years yes i mean hospitals uh, as for people who are following syria and i know that this has been going on for 12 years so sometimes attentions wanes off after 12 years of war um, many of the buildings were hit by barrel bombs, by Russian airstrikes for the past uh, 12 years. Many of the areas were put under siege. People were trying to salvage what they have done. Many of the hospitals I worked in and our team worked in were built underground in mm-hmm. basements because they were um, targeted by the Russians. Um, and now you have this earthquake. Many of the buildings do, are not built with you know, a strong foundation like in Turkey. Turkey is used to earthquakes, so... In general, buildings are stronger, but not not not, not in, in Syria. Syria. Yeah, talk more about that, uh, Amina, and and who has been affected in this natural disaster. Um, I was speaking with a colleague of mine, and she, my father's Kurdish, and she had inquired. She was just like, "Well, will the political situation of the Kurds also be impacted by this natural disaster?" Because you did see this. I don't want to say slow response, but with the Kurdish Syrians, the Turkish government wasn't. Um, excited or as enthusiastic to provide aid. Um, But natural, I don't want to say the beauty with natural disasters, but natural disasters cover all demographics, right? It doesn't, they don't stop at race, religion, they don't discriminate. Um, And so you have people in these high rise, very well off. And then you have people who are part of the working class. Again, like my father's family, my family, um, very, very humble farmers, you know. Um, yeah, everyone has been affected, you know. My goodness. So let's talk more about what Med Global is doing, Doctor, and how you expect your mission to evolve in the coming days and weeks and months even. So people uh, need everything. Um, so, But the, the immediate uh, need is um, search and rescue in Syria. So we are supporting the White Helmet, which is the um, uh, equivalent of paramedics and search and rescue, or FEMA, basically, in northern Syria. They need diesel fuel. Um, I mean, you may imagine that they will need um, other things, but they need diesel fuel to operate the heavy machinery that are used for uh, removing the rubbles from um, uh, top of uh, people. Uh, I just saw a picture of uh, a child um, uh, who is trying to protect her brother she was found under the rubble of their house 17 hours after it was collapsed. And, mm. uh, you know, these things are, are now on social media. You have videos of uh, people are trying to remove the rubbles with their bare hands because they don't have heavy missionary. They don't have the yeah. advanced uh, uh, th- things that we have here in the U.S. or even in Turkey. So that's the immediate care, of course, providing food and, and, and water and some shelter uh, that preserve the dignity of the people who ha- who are right now homeless, as I've mentioned, half of the population were IDP communities from before. Yeah. Um, and then um, um, medical care. So our organization runs uh, three hospitals. One of them is mental health hospital. The other two are general hospitals. One of them orthopedic one. And also five primary health care clinics. And we have a large number of community health care workers. So our immediate uh, medical needs are basically orthopedic uh, kits, uh, surgical kits, uh, uh, dressings for the wounds, um, uh, painkillers, 
anesthesia medications uh, and supporting the doctors and the hospitals because they are consuming large number of medical supplies. Right. Well, let's talk about the uh, Zakat Foundation. I know mm-hmm. you you talked earlier, Amina, about how yeah they've just arrived and they're assessing. That's really important right now. But over the next few days and weeks, what are they hoping to accomplish? Yeah, I mean it's um, it's tragic that this is also occurring during the winter season. Um, you know, it would be vastly different if it were like the springtime, the summertime, because the first, of course, there's food, water, and then shelter. Um, we do have essentially these pop-up tents that we are trying to move in bulk to the area, um, provide people just uh, um, shelter at the moment, and then um, again, food. Um, cash allowances if need be, um, and then allocating the appropriate medical care that will be ultimately required, if not immediately, like the long-term impact that it's going to have on individuals' respiratory system. You know, you think about these buildings collapsing and breathing in the debris, even for a few hours, that has an impact on an individual's health as a whole. Well, the New York Times, Amina, is reporting that we could see a billion dollars in damage, and that estimate could actually rise. I mean, what is this region going to need to recover? Yeah. And um, it's considering what, considering the relationship that Turkey has had on an international scale, um, I am, I'm very hopeful. I'm a cynic, but I'm very optimistic that, you know, the international community, we are all going to tap into this on a human scale um, because it's going to be, it's going to be required. Unfortunately, economically, Turkey is already experiencing a major recession, um, they are already experiencing a rise across across all of foods, goods. Um, so it's gonna it's gonna take mm. a whole holistic approach. Doctor, what do you want Chicagoans and all Americans to know about the need in this region right now? I think the most important thing is attention because this region has been ignored, especially Syria, uh, because um, you know we have more pressing issues. Uh, I've been in Ukraine three times in the last year with our team to mm-hmm. provide. Healthcare in the in Ukraine. We have teams uh, in Yemen and Bangladesh and Colombia to help the Venezuelan refugees there and other refugee crises. Yeah. But now you have this major um, natural disaster. Syria need attention uh, more than anything. Do you believe people around the world, even people with no clear connection to this tragedy? They have a responsibility to step up? Definitely. And we've seen outpouring of sympathy from everyone. Um, you know, my friends from different backgrounds, uh, they called and text and they donated, uh, some of them with large sum of money, uh, offered to go even to Turkey to help in the um, search and rescue and, and, and the medical uh, operations. But right now what we need more than anything is donations. So MedGlobal have been supporting both operations in Turkey and in Syria. We have a website. Uh, we detail what we do in Syria, whether it's medical or non-medical, which is basically supporting search and rescue uh, operations and mm-hmm. food and shelter. And uh, any donation can save life. Donation right now is more important than anything else. Prayer is important. At, at one point, also, we need to have a political solution for the crisis in Syria, because without that, we will have yeah. uh, these scenes over and over, whether it's from bombing or from chemical weapons or from a pandemic, or from natural disasters. Amina, what do you want the folks listening to us right now to know? Yeah, to um, essentially piggyback after Dr. Sahlul, you know, um, prayer is, it's a source, right? Thoughts and prayers. Yeah, yeah, and that goes across all all religions. Sure. Um, yeah, positive energy. Um, the Cap Foundation of America, again, like, we are from Turkey. You know, we have the two offices, Istanbul and Gaziantep. Um, we, donations are definitely you know, required. But I think, I think what's most important as far as like, 
if we're going to make an impact, if we're going to make a difference, people need to be able to understand and recognize that like your whether it's just a voice or whether, you know, you're among your own center. It's important to understand the influence that you have on these surrounding areas, even if it's an arm length away or if we're talking about thousands of miles away. Um, so, yeah, positive energy, prayers, um, mm-hmm. zakat.org. You can reach out, you know. Anything you guys want to see the U.S. government do? Uh, the U.S. government have been actually quite responsive since the um, uh, earthquake. Uh, um, uh, Ambassador Samantha Power have tweeted and uh, discussed what needs to be done in Turkey. But I think it's important to um, also take care of uh, the northern part of Syria, which is uh, accessed only through uh, border crossing in Turkey. So um, not forgetting the 7.5 million Syrians who are impacted by the earthquake, 4.2 million of them live in northern Syria, and 3.5 million of them live in southern Turkey, uh, and they are devastated, traumatized. Mm-hmm. So I think directing resources to Syrian refugees in Turkey and also to Syrians in northern Syria is important, and also making Syria a priority. This administration forgotten about Syria, and they because you know they have other issues, Ukraine, China, and other stuff. But unless we address the issue in Syria, we're going to have a problem in the Middle East for a long time and in southern Turkey. And it will spell as a refugee crisis in yeah. Europe at one point again. We'll leave it there. We've been speaking with Dr. Zahir Salul from Med Global and Amina Demir from the Zakat Foundation of America. Both of the organizations are providing humanitarian aid in the wake of the devastating earthquake that rocked Turkey and Syria. Thank you both for coming on the program, and and good luck as you continue this work. Hope your dad is safe. Yes, thank you, Sasha. Thank you, Sasha. This episode of Reset was produced by Dan Tucker, and it was edited by Andrew Merriweather. Stay connected to the biggest stories happening in Chicago and across the globe by subscribing to our podcast. That's all for this episode. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Do you need a break from the news? Well, my friend, Nerdette Podcast is here for you. Our show is all about delight. We laugh about what's happening in pop culture and feature thoughtful interviews with fascinating people. We even have a monthly book club that you can participate in. I could just go on and on about it. I loved this book. It was an experience, I'll tell you that. (laughs) I discovered authors I had never heard of, and I'm really happy that I did. Come hang out with us. Listen to Nerdette wherever you get your podcasts.